live from our respective apartments. What was that voice? I don't really live know. Live from our respective apartments. It's just reading for plastic. Okay, that were I, I can't do this. from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay Anaba and Chris Dockham Goodman. Katie, welcome to the podcast. This is Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. Uh, do I say that again? I don't know. Um, it's, we- it's week eight, seasons seven and eight. Oops, I reversed those words. I haven't done that in a while. So it's season eight, week seven and eight. We are getting down to it. We're attacking Katie, apparently, this morning. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was to try to, like, distract from the fact that I just couldn't find my disembodied British announcer voice. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're fine. We're doing really, really great, clearly. (laughs) We're doing great. We're doing great. Everything's fine. You know what? Maybe we just take a quick... Okay, everybody, everybody at home listening, deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Okay, I'm feeling better. Chris? Uh, I'm feeling centered. A lot, You know, I know this is going to surprise you. A lot of people have talked to me in the last two days about, like, hmm, breathing healthy ways of expressing yourself. Yeah. Um, that don't involve punching walls. So I was like, yeah. hmm, I feel like what you just did, I feel like I've heard already. A couple times. A couple times this Maybe. week. I mean, I'm going to just like fully be honest. I needed it more for me than I did for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you want my truth. I always want your truth. Well, there you have it, folks. There's my truth. Don't the truth ever. Is, there is no truth. Don't ever lie on this podcast. Do you think you've told an untruth on this podcast before? I, I don't know. I, you could probably see the wheels turning. I don't know if I... I mean, maybe when you ask how I'm doing, maybe I'm not always doing great. But, like, that's all I can think of right now. I know. I don't know. I've probably lied. <laughs> I've probably lied, realistically. I don't know. Sometimes when I hear you start talking about a dance, I kind of change my tune. Like, is that a form of lying? I don't know. Who's to say, really? Well, it is week seven and eight of season mm-hmm. eight. We have, what? It's, it's, we have a few people left yet. Yeah, like eight-ish, <laughs> seven-ish, somewhere around there. Oh, we, no, we, we definitely have seven to start, and we're going to have five by the end of this. Okay, that's how many people we have. I had to think about it because the team dances. We've got everybody dancing one dance for uh, judges' points individually yep. each week. Um, in week seven... We're going to have a group number, which we'll talk about. You know we love these group numbers. Famously. And then we have two team dances, and I wonder whose team is going to win. Probably the one that does not have Derek Huff on it. Mm-hmm. Good bet. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> First and foremost, let's execute someone. (laughs) Off with his head! And that head belongs to Lawrence Taylor and his partner, Edita Ladylike Warmer Slavinska. 
In week seven, they perform a waltz. And we have buried the lead. Because Katie, where does Edita get to go? The golf course. Edita goes golfing. The fact that this wasn't a full 90 seconds, two minutes of just golf-related package things did make me mad. Yeah. But as was, we did get Edita trying to golf. We did get Edita in a beautiful pink golf dress. We got her just completely whiffing on a ball on the tee. Yes. It was delightful. And I loved so she she whiffs it and then Lawrence is like, Good job, you that looked good. Like clearly like trying to show her like how annoying it is when you aren't doing well but you're getting like compliments from her and i i loved it i loved everything about it i loved that he was trying to do an accent but it was unplaceable yes and then chris what song did they dance to i didn't connect that oh instantly instant tears instant tears katie i come to you with open arms. Oh, it's just, I truly, I don't think I have quite hit home on this podcast or in talking to you because I clearly never bring it up. I love that song so much and it just does transport me back in time every time I listen to it and it just holds like such a special place in my heart. And so because they were doing a waltz to our song... I was just feeling very emotional, and I feel like it did make me watch this with rose-colored glasses, if I'm speaking my truth. So I might be a hair more charitable than I normally would be. Then you're going to be more charitable than I am. (laughs) I mean, he, so they do a waltz, and, like, he definitely messed up some steps. It was, it was, like, flowy, but not necessarily smooth, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I'm hoping it does. Um, you can tell he really tried to keep his shoulders down and keep his chest out. He did it okay. Agreed. It just didn't have the correct level of grace to it. And I think, watching this, it made me wish it was a Viennese because there just wasn't enough motion. There wasn't enough movement. Mm -hmm. So early on when the dance is a little more sedate, it's a little more just kind of small sways or things, Lawrence kind of responded with lifeless arms, which he needed strength and class and elegance. And I just didn't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. They talked a lot about the wardrobe malfunction. I didn't really notice it. I know Edita starts with a coat and then she has this gorgeous multi-hue blue dress on underneath. And they just talk about how she got like tangled in it or things. But I didn't notice because I was just like, wow, it's beautiful. You didn't see her head get wrapped up in it? No, I completely missed it. Oh, I I saw it and was like, oh God, oh God. Like how's she going to, because it like, her whole head is, like, engulfed in, like, the sleeve of the dress. Also, just as a real quick, like, asterisk, we didn't see it explained because we, of how we consume the show, but, like, the contestants helped design the dresses. So, like, who would have thought Lawrence 
had that in him, Chris. I know. So I remember, like, when they would do these every now and then, and they would do Uh packages. So I'm going to speak from memory of 2009 for a second, (laughs) that they, like, had them sit down, and basically the contestant kind of got to have a say in, okay, here's how we're going to design this. Here's what colors Mm -hmm. we're going for. Like, Mm -hmm. so I remember them being charming. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. We're we're great historians on this podcast. Yeah. We love Benny Franks. (laughs) How does that... Okay, okay, history, I guess. Great. I'm going to follow your brain then. The, the positive out of Edita's wardrobe malfunction is she says, this is why I don't wear that much material usually. I'll go back to nothing next week. Of yeah. course, she won't dance next week, but... But we love her. Watch what she does in the future. Uh, <laughs> this dance gets 21. Sevens across the board. Would you like to eulogize Lawrence? I just want to say thank you for being there. Thank you for bringing your charisma to the show. I think he really did put forth his best effort. And that is all I can ever ask of a contestant. I think he and Edita were great partners. And so long. Farewell. Off we do say goodbye. That was really accurate, German. Um, I think, Lawrence, it's weird because obviously we have some extremely notable, extremely memorable NFL talent that has been Mm -hmm. on the show. We also have had some NFL people who have not been good. Lawrence Mm -hmm. is somewhere in the middle, so I think he sort of gets lost in the shuffle. I would agree. But I did enjoy him. Mm -hmm. It just is hard when... He sort of fit the mold with some other NFL people we've had before who have just been balls of energy, have been so much fun. And Lawrence wasn't quite that. And of course, I don't need him to be exactly like other people, but it just means relatively, I just sort of forget Lawrence Taylor's tenure on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's good. He's good for this season. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I couldn't like. There's no big memorable moment. There's no big memorable dance. But like it's we've touched on it previously. But like seeing him and Melissa interact and like seeing some of those things. It's like that is what I love about the show is seeing those unlikely friendships emerge. And I love how he fit in with everyone and the unexpected relationships he was able to to form mm-hmm. but if you ask me we'll never hear from lawrence taylor again of course we will hear about him briefly but i mean how long are we going to talk about this not uh, long we have a group swing yeah it's 60s. not scored i don't really know why we do it it's in like black and white slash sepia the color it being like a faded color yeah. It was really obnoxious. Because it was ob- they, obnoxious, and it made it difficult to discern the women. I was just about to say that because a lot of the people were in wigs, and so because of the tone, it made it hard to tell, like, who actually is this? Yeah. I mean, Sean was obviously notable, and, like, Will Kim were noticeable, but, like... Oh, I thought Sean was unrecognizable in that wig. 
Well, she's unrecognizable, but like just like she's shorter and like star like yes. Yeah, so like you'll yeah. be able to pick her out that way. So like obviously, yes, I could pick them out, but if everybody was in like a wide shot, I was just like, I don't know who. Yeah, who, I had who no who. idea. Yeah. I did love Lil' Kim's long wig. I really uh-huh. liked that. I agree. What did you think of Chuck's blonde wig? I rolled my eyes. Thank you for the audio description. <laughs> it's just silly. It's silly that we do it. They're pointless. We didn't even have all the people at the rehearsal together, which yeah. threw me off. Because Mark brings a cardboard cutout of Sean that a couple times he, like, moves it and pretends to, like, make sounds as though she's there. But it was throwing me off that they would go to shots of them, like, everybody is practicing moves and everybody's (laughs) moving. And I was like, who's not moving? And it was like, oh, it's cardboard (laughs) Sean. (laughs) Yeah, I had a very similar reaction. (laughs) So who won the swing dance for you? Nobody? Great. Let's move on. All right. Oh, did you have actual notes about it? No. <laughs> My Good. note was, I mean, dot, 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 okay. <laughs> As usual, I don't care. That was yeah. my note. My one note about the actual dance and not just wigs and cardboard Sean. It ch- I mean, it happened folks it happened if you are just like dying to know because we are hyping it up so much go look it up don't don't look (laughs) it up so as we mentioned lawrence went home in week seven uh Mm -hmm. last to be called safe that week were ty and chelsea in week eight it is not ty and chelsea who go home instead it's a man that we're going to be so sad to see go. We're going to have so many tears shed during this segment. It is Chuck and Julianne. Get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out. Week seven, they do a samba, and I'm going to be real, real honest, folks. I found it boring. I did not think Uh-oh. it was that good of a dance. Oh, no. Like, I truly, like, all of my notes oh, are just no. like, what were we doing here? Like, I felt like I got no energy from him. I was not into it. And then the judges start ranting and raving. And I was like, did I watch the same dance as them? Oh, no. Did you like it? I still hate his face while he's dancing because he just looks so serious and angry, but it was his most convincing dance yet, and I did think it was his best dance by far. I just felt so underwhelmed. I just, I felt like I got, like, nothing from him, and I felt like it was a good dance. Like, Julianne did a lot more and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a similar like statement to make about another contestant later and it's probably gonna kind of surprise you but like it felt like he was doing like bare minimum and not necessarily giving me great energy and Julianne would do little flares that just like added a pop and made it look more interesting it made it look like a better dance but that was because of her. That was not because of anything he was doing. And so I was like, I just, what did I sit here for? What did I just watch? 
I do hear you. I think he's moving better than he has been, and he's Prob- like, I mean, probably. I, it looks, it looks like he's actually getting into doing the things and is going for style, is going for the moves. All of that said, so here I am saying it's his best dance yet. He's like moving convincingly. He's making me believe in the fact that he can improve and can buy in. All of that said, I had absolutely nothing specific to say about it. I was like, I kind of still don't care. They did like a stationary Samba roll, and I was just like... I kind of liked it. I didn't. I'm just like, if you're gonna give me a Samba roll, give it to me. Give it to me all the way. So I just, I I think, honestly, I am just clouded by the fact that I really don't care for him. If you couldn't pick up on that. (laughs) Well, he sees nines across the board for a score of 27 out of 30. So mad at the score. I'm sure you were. (laughs) So mad. Did you get mad at the score for his cha-cha-cha in week eight? Yeah. I mean, anytime he scores decently well, I'm going to be mad. I I would give him fours if I could, even if they're not deserved. I just, I don't know what it is. There's something about Chuck Wicks that just drives me. It makes me so angry. I don't know what it is. I mean, he said a really bad first impression, and we always hated the fact that they were in a relationship, so that's yeah. been no fun. Um, but he really seems like he's buying in he's moving he's figured it out i just don't understand in a talking head and in their rehearsal packages he can smile he can look like he's having fun as soon as he gets out on the dance floor it's just stone face mad face yeah and i don't get it like this cha-cha-cha I mean, it's not a fun cha-cha-cha. It was too, it was way too raunchy for me. It was like yeah, oh, agreed. going agreed. sexual. I, I, I did not like Julianne's route for this one. Yeah. Um, but even so, he just looked, his face, his face is bad. Bad face, Chuck Wicks. Bad face. I just, I mean, it was, like, precise at times, and he had, like, good energy and good rhythm at times, but I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Nine, nine, and an eight from Bruno for 26. Woo! Makes Chuck Bruno! And, alas, I don't think we'll ever hear from Chuck Wicks again. Katie... I'm not going to give you the chance to eulogize him. You don't need to say anything more I have about nothing him. more to say. I've said everything. Okay, good. I mean, I don't either. Apathy at best. Dislike at worst from me. I have a feeling we'll never hear of Chuck Wicks again. Glad we both got a chance to say that about him. To be fair... His combined score in week eight was 51 out of 60 because mm-hmm. we have to talk about the two team dances. We're doing them here because let's be honest, much like the group dances, we don't care. We don't have a lot to say. Um, we begin with team Mambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Chuck's team, Sean's team, and Melissa's team. Astra. So Melissa... And we'll talk about her more later. But Melissa is injured in week eight. Because of that, she does not perform on the live show. In order to make sure that someone 
can still perform during that because they don't want to use the rehearsal footage for Sean and Chuck. That feels unfair. Lacey steps in, and as they tell Lacey and Tony, you guys were great. We are going to not pay attention to you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and they really were great. I'm going to be honest. Yes. I actually, uh, they they looked fabulous. It was fun to yes. get to see Lacey at like full out. Yes. Lacey clearly had learned that dance that day because there were oh, a yeah. couple times that she was not totally in sync with Tony. Like she was doing the moves, yeah. but it, it wasn't fully cor- correct in a way that like they would have tightened that stuff up but that's not me criticizing that's just me saying like you could tell how little time they had but the fact that Lacey did it all wild yeah and like when they like they show the group as Tom is like announcing them and like she did like a hair like nervous before the dance started which I thought was surprising Mm -hmm. um I mean I guess we could just go real quick like I thought Sean seemed like she was having a lot of fun out there I maybe needed to touch more hips and her face was non-existent. I thought, I thought she was way too reserved mm-hmm. in everything. So we agree. Chuck was whatever. He was there. I thought Chuck did well. I thought Chuck beat Sean. Um, well, that's going to take me a little while to get over. But... I, I know. I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think they really lost something without Melissa. I'm not sure it would have been better with Melissa, but. Cause the choreography itself was like fine. They're dancing the single ladies and Carrie Ann makes the comment that she thinks that the music overpowered them. And I almost kind of agree with her. Yeah. Eight, eight and a nine for 25 for those three, even though Melissa does not perform in the dance, Melissa does receive that score as well. Yeah. Yeah, as she should. And then Team Tango, which is composed of Gilles, Ty, and Lil. Thoughts on Lil Kim? I like their solo. She messed up one part. I, just watching her, I was like, yep, this is why I loved her. Yeah. She's incredible. She is. She, it's just a gorgeous solo from the two of them. She's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Uh, the rigidity of the tango is good for Ty. I mean, he pales and compares. Like, yes, he, he does. Yeah, he's right after Kim, and you're like, oh god, okay, yeah. But I mean, this is like a dance where he does look relatively natural. Yeah, yeah. It it uses his base skills. Yes, I agree. And Gilles gives you exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, fantastic to absolutely nobody's surprise. Yeah. I liked the beginning with the three contestants and the opening. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they, I, I just in general kind of liked this choreography a little bit more mm-hmm. than I liked the Samba choreography. I think they did a good job of, like, having the contestants shine, like, having them, you know, be good with their partners. Like, it just, it was a well-rounded routine. I just feel like if you get to do a team tango over a mambo i think you're better off yeah i would agree that's why when they do team dances i wish they would make them do the same style of dance a great point but who am i uh nine nine and a ten for 28 i'm gonna say that 28 really helped tie uh yeah it did 
But we're not talking about Ty yet. We're going to start off the day talking about Melissa and her partner, Tony Davalani. In week seven, they perform an Argentine tango. Chris, you're our expert. How'd it make you feel? I love her shaping. She has mm-hmm. fabulous lines when she's in the air. There was some, Oh, God, yeah. There were a lot of great contrasts. It's so much fun to watch the two of them dance. However, mm-hmm. this dance, both were, like, giving certain energy. Both were giving, like, a performance. But I got no heat between the two of them. Completely agree. Completely agree. She could, like, you could tell she was trying to go for intense. And as with the Paso, like, intense doesn't necessarily come natural to her. Like, she's not necessarily that great at it. So it's just, like, it didn't quite, yeah, like, there was really no connection between the two of them. I thought, I, I thought it worked, the, like, intensity, the fire for her individually, but it just felt that it, like this is a dance done in the alleyways and the back bar rooms of Argentina, of Buenos Aires. And I was like, okay, well, it seems like they are both there at 2 a.m. under a street light, slinking at one another, but then they are just dancing individually and like slinking for themselves and not Connected. as a couple. Yeah. I wanted them to be a couple. Yeah. I felt like sometimes... Mm, I guess Melissa just can't be in a couple. Too soon. I can see why... Jason? Yeah. I can see why Jason left her. Abandoned her in a street alley. (laughs) He threw her into that alleyway like Victoria is thrown out at the beginning of the cinematic masterpiece Cats 2019. Scandal! Yeah, I enjoyed the Argentine. Obviously, like, her lines are just beyond incredible. The way that Tony can lift her is, it's effortless to him. Like, and it's just gorgeous to watch the two of them dance. Um, I felt like at times when they were in hold, her hand that is clasped with his almost felt hyperextended. So I will be curious to watch them do another ballroom dance to see if that, if I see that again. They score a 29. Len gives it a 9, 10 from the outsides. In week 8, Tony and Melissa are going to perform a jive. As Chris touched on earlier, she is injured. We find out that during the group swing, thank God we had that dance, she tweaked her ribs. And they said it's like a hairline rib. I don't know if they said fracture. They or said what. fracture. Like, yeah, I, of course I hear hairline fracture. I'm like, I've been thinking about that for days. Yes. And so she got some, so- I mean, he says that she can, you know, rehearse, she can dance, she just has to be, you know, cautious of her abs. She gets some sort of treatment. I don't know if it's cortisone shot or what exactly it is, but she essentially has a bad reaction to the treatment that she receives. So she was able to rehearse in the morning. They, um, you know, were there for camera blocking and all of that. So that is the footage that we see. 
you can definitely tell in the dance when the ribs really start to feel aggravated because you can kind of see her energy go down a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Tom basically just says that throughout the course of the day, she was just feeling progressively worse and worse and she just was not up to doing the dance. So per what we did for Steve-O, we're going to watch rehearsal footage. I think there's some unfairness at the way some of this is approached. Not by, like, showing the rehearsal footage. That, Mm -hmm. whatever. To me, the issue is, like, you said, oh, you can kind of see her face fall. No, you can pinpoint, like, a certain part where she clearly starts feeling horrible pain. Yeah. Because the judges say, like, oh, it's just too bad. You both were marking it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they weren't. Until Melissa clearly starts feeling pain, her face goes away, and it just kind of turns into a grimace. Uh, And then she starts, like, halving the moves. She starts marking them, but it only happens at a certain point. And, uh, like, and then, of course, there's a couple times where she literally just doesn't do the move they're supposed to do. Did you you feel like from the jump they were going full out? Because I... I did not. Well, I I mean, no, they weren't doing, like, a quote-unquote live show performance, but I thought they started, like, doing it. Okay. I, I didn't... That's how I felt. I, yeah. I felt like there was a switch from when we went from, like, legitimate rehearsal going through it and into we're not going to stop, but we're going through the motions. I mean, I agree that there's definitely a switch where, like, the energy dies down, like, much more. But, like, I guess I just, from the jump, felt like they were going at maybe, like, 60%, like, going for it. And I just didn't feel like it was a... But maybe that's just because I really enjoyed this routine and I thought it looked like really good choreography. And so I'm excited. I'm hoping that we will get to see it at some point this season. I have no idea if we will or not, but, like, I'm hoping that we get to see it full out. But, like, even just her kicks and flicks from, like, the jump, I was like, well, I can tell she's not putting, like, full energy into, like, making sure that they're sharp and things like that. So I guess I just assumed the judges were right. But Okay, maybe there's that, because I thought her there was a point where her arms went from, like, she was doing arm movements into just, like, T-Rex arm moments. And she definitely did. Like, that absolutely happened. So, like, her feet maybe were never the way they should have been. But I thought her arms started that way, so I didn't necessarily notice the feet as, Mm -hmm. like, a oh, that's too, like, gooey with the Uh feet. Yeah, it's too bad we don't see a live performance of this one. Uh, And it scores all sevens for 21 as mentioned, because she was part of the team that got 25, I mean, she is the lowest score of the week by far, um, and she has 46 out of 60. <laughs> she is the last person to be called safe that next night. Okay. But I have a feeling we'll hear of Melissa again. I have a feeling she'll recover from her injury. I mean, it does. It is too bad. I mean, it looked painful. Once again, we had a package centered around a thing that, uh, like, just like Steve-O. Steve-O had a package about all the pain he was in, and then he couldn't dance the live show. Melissa, they do a package about all the pain she's in, and she can't dance the live show. Don't do these packages. They're being cursed. But do you want to have a package about something like that? 
No, I wouldn't want to be injured at all. Well, yeah. Stupid question on my part. Yeah, really, really audio media moment holding up my wrist brace. Uh. Next up, we have Lil Kim and her partner, Derek Huff. They have the rumba. They have sexy Lil Kim. But no, no, no. We're going to tone down the sexiness. Chris, how'd you feel? I didn't think it was particularly toned down. I didn't either. And then all of the judges are like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, did we? Because I I thought it was really sultry. She did a lot with her face. She did a lot. I was like, okay, it's not over the top raunch, but it was like, it was intimate. It was. It maybe felt like a hair aggressive, which we don't always see for a rumble. But I I, loved that contrast between the fast and slow that they would be really like slinking and flowing together. And then boom, big spin hit. And then pose and slowly go down like that was the sort of thing we got am i turning into bruno tonioli today because this is like not the only time that i've done something like that kind of carbon no don't eat the microphone darling don't eat the microphone i'm so offended that you invaded my personal space why do we have you on the show in the infamous words of len goodman why do you have to stand up every time you you talk? It's like your mouth is in your ass. <laughs> or something to that effect. Because Bruno's yelling over him. Ugh, one of the most uncomfortable fights the Dancing with the Stars ever saw. Who was that for? That was for Kelly Pickler's uh, Paso Trio. Yeah. Because Carrie Ann and Bruno rave, the ballroom is going wild, and then Len is like, it's all flashing lights and crashing music. Where are the twisters? This guy knows. He knows. He knows. It's yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Carver is just, like, really attacking the mic right now. I, I was gone all weekend. He missed his mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think Len was going to like it? No. <laughs> I thought he was going to hate how sexy it was. And then he yeah. hated it because it wasn't sexy enough. I know. I was like, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't quite, I never know with Len Goodman. And I was like, I feel like he's going to think, like, I don't think he's going to be quite that into it. And then he was like, this is the bedroom dance. And I was like, oh, different, different take, Lenny. Different take. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked it. It seems you generally liked it. And it scores I mean, nine a, and eight a, and a nine. A oh, with, Do I ever like rumbas? I feel like I'm turning soft if it's a good rumba. I'm like, oh, I can get into this. I, yeah, it does feel like that for you. <laughs> and it's a nine, eight, nine, 26. Now, as we've said, I'm an Argentine girl. Is, has the Pasa Doble become, like, one of my faves? Like, if it's a good one, like, I know, I don't feel like I'm an expert. You will always go into, like, oh, the Spanish lines, the cape work, the this, the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't get that. I just get, like, 
ooh, yes. Like, I just get excited by them. Mm-hmm. And this Pasa Doble is... Can I drop an F-bomb? Because it is forking incredible. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say... The men have to take their shirts off. Uh, <laughs> happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride! It's absolutely... It, like, this Pasa Doble is one of the greats. I think it is forking incredible. The great attack, the dynamic, the shaping... It, it, wow. Wow, 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 mm-hmm. wow, 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 wow. It's so sharp. It's it's made of flames. This dance is made of flames. My one critique, because a lot of what Derek loves to do is very sharp arm movements throughout a dance. And a lot of the arms that Kim was giving me didn't feel purposeful and just didn't I don't know I just I felt like her arms were just kind of flailing at times see I disagreed because I felt that when she put her arms out when she had to do like kicks out all these things she knew exactly where to put them and not to overextend and make a beautiful line so I I was like really impressed that she never overextended that she never she was never too far out. I think, like, I do agree with that, but there were some, like, some arm movements of just, like, not even just when they would put their arms out, but it's, like, their arms had already been out, and then they're going up over their head and, like, going to the other side, where I was like, well, I just feel like she's kind of flailing right now. Mm-hmm. But it's incredible. It's in Well, Kim is a GD contender. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming on hot at the right time. Like, yes. she's always been good, but she has come alive in the best ways. Yes, because it, it this dance wowed me. Mm-hmm. It's not the best ever Paso we've seen on the show. No, but that was Jalen Cheryl. I'm okay, kidding. Bye. We're I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love to see how far we can push Chris. I mean, it was, it, it, it's, it's obvious, but I'm still just like, no. I refuse. Je refuse. <laughs> nine, je, nine. je telephone la police. <laughs> Do you know that Celine Dion meme? No. <laughs> There's a picture of Celine Dion, like, holding a phone up, and it just says, je telephone la police. And it makes <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> Love that. Nine, nine, ten, twenty-eight. They will also get 28 points from the team dance, so they will end with a 56. I was very, very glad that they got at least 110. I would have been fine with them getting more than 110. I would have been fine with them getting two tens, if yes. not three. Sue me. <laughs> Send me to jail, just like Lil' Kim. <laughs> 9 Next up, the bell of the ball. It's Ty Murray and his partner, Chelsea Hightower. In week seven, they perform a waltz. We are back to ballroom for him, and it works. Do you want to go, or do you want me to say what I think? I'll go ahead and go first. Listen, was it perfect? Absolutely not. 
Did I love it? Of course I did. His frame was good. He had a softness and a tenderness to him that was beautiful that we have not seen yet. I thought it flowed decently well and had some rise and fall. He still looked stiff at times and could have used much more fluidity, but I thought it was a step in the right direction and I thought it was a good overall dance for him. It kind of worked for me to a degree. Thank God. I was really getting mad at you rolling your eyes. And I was about to be like, I swear to God, if you rip this to shreds, I'm walking out. Didn't you love the acting job I was I doing? I genuinely was like kind of getting worked up. And like, I'm very glad that you stopped when you did because it could have gotten real ugly real quick. <laughs> uh, yes, there are still moments of stiffness. Yeah. But there's less than there have been before. Mm-hmm. And the waltz does to a degree play to those strengths. Um, I thought his face being a little bit, he's a little nervous. Sometimes he has a little bit of concern. Sometimes he's a little bit serious. It sort of all worked in this performance. I don't know what it was. Something just kind of clicked that I, I didn't mind this. I love that. Now, did I write down the score for it? Absolutely not. I don't know why not, but I didn't. Straight eights for a 24, which, it, like, is okay. a great score for him. Okay, and yeah, I, I can accept that score. Yeah. I just find him truly so sweet and charming in every package. In this one, he's like, we're doing a waltz, like... And he talks about, like, you know, we were kind of rising, and then we were really nosediving, and now we're rising again, and, like, oh, we're going to do a waltz, and I get to hold on, and I'm really good at holding on. And it's like, you know what, Ty? I would love to hold on to you, too. I love him. In week eight, he performs a salsa, and you're going to hate me, but I kind of loved it. I loved it because it was such a surprise and I did not think that he would be able to move in the way that he did. And I don't know if it was right, but like he start like Chelsea is kind of like traveling and he's like traveling to her. And I was like, I had no idea that he could move like that. I did not think that he had it in him. It was like smooth, but Latin. I thought it was such a party. I was just absolutely blown away. I thought he had halfway decent hips it was just everything about it i was like yes 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 i was so here for it he is not a great dancer but he just has something yes and i had fun watching that dance yes it was a really good crowd pleasing salsa i I really did enjoy it. Now, did I need a lot more hips? Yes, I did. I thought his hips just needed to be looser. And I think that would have served because, it, like, it, basically the lower half of his body would have then loosened up, and I needed more of that. But I enjoyed this, and I'm, I'm, I, I do see the appeal, and I am, like, allowing myself to enjoy him. Now... Let's be really clear. He's getting my first golden boot today. He might be getting mine too. I mean, I have not thought about it yet, but like looking at the lineup, it's like, yeah, he might have to get mine too. 
Like, it's it's not, to me, it's not even close. But what have you. It, 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 so I'm, I'm glad that he is, he really is a delight and he's become fun to watch. I don't totally agree with Len, where Len's like, this dance is a sign that it's time for you to go. I was so mad at Len. Like, Len is like, if you don't come out in the tango, then, like, you should be done. Like, oh, like, it is time for you to be down. And I was like, why are you, like, I, I don't, really did I yeah. felt like this salsa was such a surprise. If you look at his other Latin dances, like, I did not think he would ever be able to give us something like this. Mm-hmm. So this dance has scores that are all over the board. Yep. Carrie Ann gives it a nine. Bruno gives it an eight, and Len gives it a seven. Non-jaunty style. It's 24 for a combined score of 52 out of 60. That team score really helps him. Yes. Tied with Ty in that week, would you believe it's Sean Johnson? (gasps) Gasp! In week seven, Sean and Mark perform a cha-cha-cha. Katie, am I mistaken in saying that you referred to this as one of the iconic performances? Yeah. Because it is. Because it is. I've def- I've definitely seen this dance before. Yeah. Um, so Sean and Mark, cha-cha-cha to PYT, Pretty Young Thing, by Michael Jackson. It's, it's wonderful. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. It is sharp. This is the other contestant, and I don't know if you're going to like what I'm going to say, where it felt like she still did much more than Chuck. Hear me say that. Much more than Chuck. But, like, she would do, like, a turn, and then Mark would do, like, a turn plus a little kick. Like, he just gave himself, like, a few more things where I'm like, well, I don't want you to be bringing the flair. I want Sean to bring to be bringing the flair. So like, whereas with Chuck, it's like Julianne's doing it because she has to do it with Sean and Mark. I was like, why aren't you giving these extra little like bonus dazzling movements to Sean instead of saving them for yourself? So just make of that what you will. Well, I just think that comes in the execution that he's like, dancing and then does like the little pops or just little thing that's not necessarily a choreographic decision i do agree she's such a fun latin dancer and i'm like see this is why we've wanted to see her do this all this time yes but she could still go more she can still give more yes 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 I really enjoyed all of it. Like, there were good moments in the hold. They felt perfectly in sync. It is sharp. It is precise. It is just such a good dance. It is such a good cha-cha-cha. Yeah, it's spunky. It's sassy. It, it, it sparkles. It really good for her. It felt yes. really, really sparkly for her yes it's and it's fun it's yes. a fun routine and she clearly has fun with it. it and yet i'm like she could still go more she can still yeah. go bigger yeah i would always rather tell somebody tone to it down tone it to tone it down than go bigger because it's easier to tell somebody to tone it down mm-hmm. it's a 10 from bruno and a 28 overall two nines otherwise in week 
eight. The Samba from HU Double Hockey Student. No, I'm just kidding. She just doesn't score super well in it. Well, this is another one that's all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's really good to see Shirley Ballas. Love yes. when she pops up. And they focus a lot in the par- in the package about her arms. And I definitely do think that the arms look improved and look much less wooden than they have previously. So I appreciated because sometimes in packages they'll hit on something and then they don't always follow through with it in the dance. And it's like, if you're going to point it out to me in a package, then you better improve upon it. Yeah. And this is one that they absolutely improved upon it. Unfortunately, her hips and middle section did not do it for me. I agreed no. with Len. Her dress is covered in fringe. Mm-hmm. The fringe moves. But it's not because she's moving her hips. Mm-hmm. It just felt safe. Like, I wanted more excitement from it. I wanted more of an oomph to it. I just, it, it's not like it's a bad routine. But, like, I do agree, like, it, it needed more hips. It just needed more action to it. It needed to excite me a little bit more. And it just, it felt sedate and safe. And I don't know if that was because... They were learning two dances. I don't know if it's because her schedule was picking up. I just don't know, but I needed more. As said, the judges were all over the place on this one. Mm -hmm. They highly disagreed. I don't know which judge I agreed most with. Len obviously said some things I liked. I might have come down around Bruno. I don't know. I was not with Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann gave it a 10. Carrie Ann loved it. Uh, Len gave it an 8. Bruno gave it a 9. So a really normal way to get 27. Yes. Their combined score, 52. Same as Ty. Dun, dun, dun. And then there was one. Let's talk about America's favorite dancing Frenchman, Gilles Marini and Cheryl Motherforkin-Burke. Now, Katie, I don't know how much you listen to podcasts, But I keep getting ads recently for um, a brand new podcast from one Miss Cheryl Burke about how that now she's single again. And it's it's called something like Burke in the Game. It is, yeah. About her, like, and I'm just like, I think I hate this. But if she wants to do a podcast, maybe she'd be interested (laughs) in coming and talking to us. Maybe if she would respond to one of my many, many direct messages, she could come on our podcast. I don't get Burke in the game because it's like a fan and it's like fans pick the guy she's going to be with. I like was like, there's an Instagram account, like describing it and stuff. Let me just like read you a short snippet of it real quick. I'm back in the podcast game to share even more. I just launched the teaser to the new show, which is basically learning how to surrender to life. And I'm bringing you in an interactive way to get me back in the game. So yeah, explain that to me. An interactive fan experience. Yeah, have fun with that one. Anyway, they perform a Viennese waltz. Okay, Viennese queen. Tell me all about it. I mean, his frame is gorgeous, beautiful fluidity, gorgeous rise and fall, great body contact. It was a a wonderful routine. 
I could have used a bit more connection between the two of them. But all in all, I thought it was well done. This dance was not my cup of tea. It was a good routine. Mm-hmm. I felt that he was going for like seductive romance, all sort of simmer and mm, and I wanted something sweeter. I wanted something more romantic. I agree. Um, I don't know if he just like I don't know if it's because like everything that they've been doing has been so like quote unquote like we're going sexy and blah 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 blah. Like so I don't know if that's why he just seems to default to that, but I definitely wish it was a little bit softer and more romantic. He's also a little sharp when he popped the end of his turns. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of like giving them hits, and they don't need that in a Viennese waltz. Mm-hmm. So, a good dance. Not for me. Nines across the board. 27. Thing with Jill and Melissa, even if you don't, like, love their dances, they're always going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're consistent. Yeah. Consistent. That's a great word that I consistently forget exists. I see what you did there. <laughs> Put me on Comedy Central, you cowards. What would the name of your half hour special be? Seriously, I'm doing this. What would yours be? Carver out. Wait, was that that was Carver? That sounded like somebody was like slurping from a cup of coffee. No, that's Carver. <laughs> Carver, you're too fat. You don't fit. I don't know what my special would be named. I ha- like all the things that I'm coming up with are either good, like Twitter or dating profile. Yeah. Lines. Like I've been told I'm obnoxious twice by somebody as he's introduced me twice. <laughs> Ouch. I know. You're not obnoxious. Hmm. Well, he's introduced himself to me twice because he forgot that we had previously met. And, like, once again, said, like, oh, yeah, you're very loud and obnoxious. And I was like, thank you, sir. Who says that to another person who they don't think they've met before? Homosexuals. Who are you out with? I don't like these. I don't like these friends of yours, Chris. Oh, this is, this is not a friend. Good. This is somebody who also goes to show tunes. Okay, well. He's we hate enemy. him. He's an, he is an enemy. But I'm way too polite to him. Maybe that's maybe that's my Comedy Central name, like charming, <laughs> not sincere. He, he's an enemy, but I'm far too polite to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, just far too polite. Yeah. And our last dance of the evening, we have Sheila Marini and Cheryl Burke performing a Lindy Hop in Week Eight. Thank the you for dance... getting us back on track because it was like, oh, we're gonna be a really short episode. We're gonna get in and out, and then, oops. Here comes a tangent. Um, Lindy Hops, we are famously so familiar with. Really good judges. We know exactly what to look for every single time. It, it was an entertaining dance. Mm-hmm. It's full of life. It's got flair. Lots mm-hmm. of fun. Lots of personality. I thought it was delightful. I loved it. 
I thought there might have been when they first meet because they start on like opposite staircases and then they meet at the bottom. It felt like his timing or maybe he started on the wrong foot. Like there was just something that felt like a hair off, but it seemed like they got it on track. And I agree, like certainly very high energy. I thought his footwork did have a good precision to it. It felt like a really solid dance. Mm -hmm. And it's really good following their package, which is a very do or die sort of package of uh, like, uh oh, we really need to be good at these. Like, we need to figure out how to do this. This is going to be something different for us. It did feel very tense. And that's the way. And he was injured. Yeah. So that's how week eight started. Yeah. On an odd foot. No, Uh, I kind of liked it. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh. He's afraid that if he loses the judges' scores and people aren't going to vote for him, he's afraid that his injury is going to take him out. Um, it's his shoulder. He's afraid of all these things, and it just feels up. It feels very like you believe it. Do or die. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. And then he it. dances, and he cannot reclaim the top spot, but he does quite well. Yes, he scores all nines, twenty-seven. So he has a combined score of fifty-five out of sixty. Who's at the top of the leaderboard? Lil. And who's at the bottom? Melissa. Melissa. Mel. Never thought we'd see that day. I am really excited for these next two episodes. Like, semifinals are bust. Like, here we go. Like, it just, it feels like, I mean, with the exception of Melissa, obviously, it's like, we have some surprise contestants peaking. Like, it, should, it It really feels like anybody's game right now. With three weeks left of the season, it's not necessarily, like, sustained greatness. But okay. season eight is really consistent of being good for so much. And now it feels like, even though... We didn't necessarily gush about everything. We didn't necessarily talk a lot about everything. It's like, wow, it is really good. Yeah, I agree. And I'm ready to finish it off. I have a feeling we'll never hear from season eight again. Except for the next two episodes. Three episodes, I don't know for sure. Except for the next however many episodes. I'm really tired, okay? You're lucky you got as much as you did for me today. I was gonna say... A way to, like, try a bit that you didn't know where it was going to land and... Crash that, and burn. Maybe that bit would have worked better if people didn't see it coming and that's how we ended our, like, finale of season eight episode. Not that that's what maybe I had in my brain. But you know what? It's okay. Yes, and. I didn't... I don't have your brain. Okay? That's my B. That's my B. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay, who are you booting in the quarterfinals? It's got to be Ty. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm booting Ty. And at the semifinals, I mean, we know who the final three are, but are you booting someone out of there to save Lil' Kim? Spoiler alert. Lil' Kim is not going to make the finals, everybody. I am. Okay. I'm booting Sean and Mark. Here's the thing. I entertained that notion. I just don't think I can because I ca- I cannot. Like I know I get it. In the past, I would have said boot Melissa. I can't do that now. You know what? 
What if I said something wild? Boot Gilles Marini. <gasps> All female. I mean, yeah. listen, it's your it's your boot. You get to boot whoever you want. And think about that all-girl final. It would have been incredible. I mean, yes, you wouldn't have had Gilles, but... But you would have had Derek and Kim. Mm-hmm. Like, Derek and who? Lil. Thank you. <laughs> and now, Katie, who received your jaunty seven of the week? I think it's gotta go to Lil Kim. Mine is going to Lil as well. <laughs> it's just, it's the Lil Kim show, and we're all happy to be a part of it. I am thrilled to be a part of it. I told you that, like, I really, really loved her. And I I will admit, early in the season, I was like, I know I like her, but I'm not seeing all the reasons why I remember loving her. Turns out, they come in full force by the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's her world. Choo-choo! Hey, sister, go sister. (laughs) I don't even know any of the other words really hey go sister go sister flow sister soul sister, sister, go, sister, sister hey sister, sister go. Rouge. <laughs> yeah i make up the words too <laughs> yeah he said hello uh, he said you know hey joe you want to give it a go give it a go oh, oh. gitchy gitchy <laughs> yeah yeah da, da. here we are extending the episode <laughs> If you want to gitchy gitchy more podcast episodes, <laughs> you can find us on any, on any podcatcher. And of course, you can say, hey, Joe, you want to give this podcast a go and recommend it to them. You can, of course, also leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, I don't know. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to tweet us what the actual lyrics to Moulin Rouge are, you can Uh, find us on Twitter. The song is called Lady Marmalade, girl. Oh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter at JMPPod. You can find us on Instagram at JMP.pod. And you can find us on Facebook at Chess Meaningful Plastic. Katie, voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Chris, I hear you and I see you. <laughs> and please stay tuned for an all-new episode of Surviving Suburbia coming up next. <laughs>